0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Narrative First podcast, a podcast where we discuss story structure and story analysis from a Dramatica point of view. This is episode number three, The Power of the Playgrounds. Okay, I want to welcome everybody back to another round of Story Structure and Dramatica Speak here on the Narrative First podcast. Uh, Getting a little more used to doing this. This is the third episode. Probably be doing less reading as time goes along and eventually get to a place where I can actually just discuss what it is that I've learned about using Dramatica in writing stories and helping people figure out their stories uh, to give them more of an emotional completeness to them, that they all work out and there's no missing pieces, which is usually the problem. So in this episode I want to start talking about the playground exercises Now, these are something that I came up with about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, because I was having trouble trying to figure out a certain through line in one of the projects that I was writing. I had the other three. I had the main character, the influence character, and the overall story through lines all worked out. They felt great. But it was the relationship story, in particular, the relationship story problem, that I wasn't really getting something that I felt was really honest. It didn't feel true to me. So I asked Chris Huntley, who's one of the co-creators of Dramatica Theory of Story, asked him what he thought and he made a suggestion just to uh, spin the model in Dramatica, which for those of you who don't know, once you figure out the story form and all the thematics for your story are set, you can go in and just, you turn on something called GIST, which will turn all the Dramatica terms into more storytelling type terminology. So instead of, Instead of doing, it would say fishing or climbing a mountain or skiing downhill. So it would give you more of a storytelling aspect to it rather than just the word doing. Uh, Instead of the past, it would be burying the past or hiding from the past, just to give you more of an idea of what it is that a possible story could be using those gists. So the idea was, since I already knew the story form, I knew all the thematics in the story, what I needed to do was to kind of break away from it and get more of a feeling of the thematics rather than trying to force my story into it. So Chris came up with this idea, why don't you just go ahead and spin a random story form and just write something completely different. So I ended up writing something completely different, but it was actually telling the same story that I needed to tell to fill in that hole. A lot of times people talk about story holes and they talk about things that are missing, and usually what it is, is it's a complete through line that's missing. And usually it's the actually usually it's the influence character through line, but or the relationship story through line. But in my case, it was the relationship story through line. And so I wrote one and I felt so good about it. I actually went and wrote a bunch of different ones based on that same uh, exercise. And by the seventh one, I came up with something that was really amazing, like I thought was perfect for it. And I, I felt like I really got down to the, the truth of what it was that throughline was supposed to be about. So then I plugged that back into the story and just wrote the first draft in six weeks, which is really, really fast. Just had the whole thing, just pounded it out really fast because I knew exactly what it was I was going to be writing about. And the story works great. Everybody loves it. Flash forward to a year later, and now I'm using the playground exercises uh With clients and with other people that I work with, I still work it use it with on my own stuff um In fact, the thing I'll be reading today is all based on another project that I'm writing uh where i I used the playground exercises and again found something really amazing that came out of it. But I've been using it to help out clients uh both those in the dramatic mentorship program and also those who are developing their own stories. Uh, or that I'm helping them develop their own stories. We go through and do playground exercises for each of the through lines. I only have people do five. I mean, it's been my experience, seven, but people get burnt out after five. Some get burnt out after three. But I think you need to at least do five just so you can get to that that one that you just never knew was the one that you were thinking of. Um, and it's been really, really productive, and I feel like the people that have participated in it, in it have come to an understanding of their story that they wouldn't have just if we sat down and figured out their story form. Like if we just sat down and answered all the questions and plugged in everything and came up with the story form that they wanted to tell and then just applied their story to it, that you're kind of missing getting the, the feel of it and getting the kind of the intent behind the meaning of the story form, which I think kind of elevates the work to the next level. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you the last two articles that I wrote about the playground exercises. Uh, The first one is called Generating an Abundance of Story Ideas, uh, which is kind of an introduction to me presenting the influence character through line playgrounds that I that I've worked on. And then and then the second article is Finding Your True Self Through Writing, which is more of a personal take on the things that I went through in working through these exercises. And I'm pretty sure that later on this week, I will go ahead and post the actual final uh, combined through line. I was thinking about it, not doing it because, well, it's my personal project and I didn't want it out there. But then I realized it's, it's just a through line, nobody cares, it'll probably change anyways by the time I end up writing it. And maybe people will get something out of it and you'll be able to see exactly what is supposed to come out of doing all this work. So without further ado, here's the first article. Generating an abundance of story ideas. Too many times, writers find themselves stuck without an inkling of where to go next. They write themselves into corners or run out of steam on that great idea that they thought would carry them through the end. Having an understanding of what it is you want to say and a framework for capturing that intent can go a long way towards preventing what many call writer's block. Many see the dramatic theory of story as a great analysis tool, something to be used to examine what worked and what didn't work. What they fail to realize is that Dramatica is also a great creativity tool. By listening to what it is you want to say with your story, Dramatica can offer insight and suggestions to round out your story and make it feel more complete. The Playground Exercises. You know that writing tip that suggests coming up with 20 different ideas in order to get to one original one? The idea being that your first, your fifth, and even your 15th idea is really just a superficial rehash of something you've already seen or have already thought? Once you vomit out all the obvious choices, your writer's intuition starts coming up with brand new and novel ideas that take your writing to the next level. The narrative-first playground exercises were inspired by this process. The generation of several different throughlines with slightly different storytelling grants an author a playground from which to explore the deep thematic meaning present in their story. Even my own story. My story. Working my way through the playground exercises for my current writing project, I was amazed by the abundance of creativity I experienced in only a few hours. Averaging about 25 minutes per playground, I managed to flesh out five completely different and potential influence characters for my story. That's five fully functional and thematically integrated characters all before lunchtime. Sounds exciting, right? Inspired by something Dramatica co-creator Chris Huntley mentioned to me, I created the playground exercises late last summer as a means to better understand the main character in the story I was working on. I was continuously running into a roadblock with this character and couldn't figure out why she seemed so small in comparison to the rest of the story. By brainstorming ideas for characters dealing with the same thematic material as my main characters, I was able to concentrate on the essence of the throughline, the meaty thematic stuff, instead of futzing around wondering how it would fit into my story. The process was and is freeing and productive and often produces ideas for new and completely different stories. There is a right way and a wrong way to do them, and very often when working with clients, they start out with the latter approach. This is a shared mistake brought about by the common misunderstanding that the Dramatica story form presents storytelling material rather than story-forming material. The story form is a source of conflict. Many look to Dramatica and think it is a story-by-numbers approach. They think you flip a few switches and Dramatica spits out a pre-formed story. When they see a main character concern of the past, they think, oh, Roger's worried about the past or when they see a main character problem of feeling, they think, oh, Roger is the kind of person who feels a lot of mixed emotions. This is not proper story encoding. This is using the appreciation as storytelling rather than using it as a means to form a story. A main character concern of the past means the main character experiences conflict because of the past. Sure, he or she may be worried about the past, but this worry doesn't set into motion a story. Instead, a main character who's so concerned with how great things used to be that they return to their high school summer job at 42, start working out how to impress their teenage daughter's girlfriend, and start buying drugs from the neighbor next door to feel young again does set a story into motion. In fact, it sounds an awful lot like American Beauty, doesn't it? Kevin Spacey's character Lester Burnham does have a concern of the past, but it's more than an indicator of worry, it's a generator of conflict. Likewise, a main character problem of feeling means the main character experiences conflict because of feeling. Of course, this means they will feel a lot of mixed emotions, but then again, what kind of character doesn't? Instead, a main character who is so overwhelmed by strange and uncomfortable emotions that they will pummel anyone who brings those emotions out does set a story into motion. In fact, this was the problem Ennis Del Mar, Heath Ledger, suffered in Brokeback Mountain. His inability to process his feelings with the evidence he had of the torture and murder of a man who embraced similar emotions drove him to a life spent in denial and personal anguish. This is the first rule of the playground exercises. Do not use the appreciation, or gist, as storytelling, but rather as a source of conflict. Looking for conflict in the right through line. One should always look to each of these appreciations and ask, how is this a problem? While they have fancy names like domain and concern and issue, really, they're just different magnifications of the same thing, conflict. The domain is the largest, most broadest way to describe an area of conflict. The concern is the next smallest, and the issue even smaller. The problem is the smallest way to describe a problem, because you can't go much smaller than that. So when working through these appreciations and random gists, I simply ask myself, how is this a source of conflict for this throughline? Each throughline will have a slightly different question. The main character is very experiential and personal and typically the easiest to write. In contrast, the influence character is all about the impact or influence that character has on the world around them. When writing these, I always made sure to write a character who created all kinds of havoc around them and for others because of who they were and what they were driven to do. This brings up the second rule. The second rule when doing these playground exercises is to ignore the other throughlines. And this is the hardest thing for people to understand. Don't worry about them. I don't care one bit how the influence characters I come with are going to impact the main character of my story because in the end, the story form will make sure that this character impacts the main character. You don't have to weave the through lines together. In fact, if you do, it'll be a lot harder. In my story, the main character has a concern of the past and the influence character has a concern of memories. Right there, the impact is set. The main character in my story will naturally be impacted by this influence character because my main character is personally dealing with the past. She can't help but be influenced by this strange thing known as memories. Concentrate on getting the story encoding strong for an influence character who impacts others through their concern, and the story form will naturally impact the main character regardless of what you come up with, generating an abundance of ideas. How does this process work? How does this process work? This is the influence character throughline section of my story form for my latest project. And if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to click on the article and and see the story form. I I won't read it here. I have no problem sharing this with you as no one really owns a story form. How I interpret and encode a story form will be completely different than the way you do. That's what makes us unique and awesome. Originally I was really excited about this story form because it perfectly matched up with my story idea that of a friend who wakes up a murder suspect yet has no recollection of what they did the night before. The story form above looked perfect for what I wanted to do. A concern of memories, he couldn't remember what happened. An issue of suspicion, everyone suspected him of killing. A problem of actuality, he actually killed the person. All of these seemed to really work great for the story I wanted to tell. But when I went to actually write the thing, the story kind of collapsed in on itself. I kept repeating myself with the influence character, and he came off as kind of one-dimensional. What was worse was that he really didn't have any kind of effect or impact on the main character. She changed her resolve because I needed her to for the story, not because this other character challenged her to do so. I resisted and resisted and put off doing my own playground exercises because I figured I was above all that. After all, 20 years of experience with Dramatica, I should know what I'm doing, right? Turns out I was shortchanging my own writing process. By refusing to do what I had seen work wonders so many times before, I was keeping myself from writing a thematically rich and compelling story. So I generated five different influence character throughlines with the same story form you see above by using Dramatica's brainstorming feature. With this feature, you can lock in the story form and then randomize the gists or approximation of the story points to keep the storytelling fresh and unique. I copied them over into Quip, the same app I used to work with clients, and then began brainstorming completely different influence characters. Different situations, different genres, different genders, but at the heart of them, the same thematic concerns of narrative. Here are two of them. Note how disparate in storytelling, yet similar in thematic intent they are. Note how every appreciation generates conflict, and doesn't simply use the gist as a storytelling prompt. There are moments when I start out using it as storytelling, but then quickly move into a source of conflict. Note, too, how I start out writing something somewhat similar to my original idea. This is how the playground exercise worked. It lets you dump out your first thoughts and then forces you to stretch and become something more than you were before you started. You know the old adage you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it? That is precisely what we're doing here. Transforming minds to become better writers. You should be able to see the magic that is the playground exercises and of the Dramatica story form for generating new and wonderful characters. In the next article next week, I'll present more examples and explain how I take these exercises and use them to craft a fully fleshed out and developed character for my story. Now, at the top of this, I said I was going to combine both articles, but I think what I'll do for now is I will leave this one here and then I will do another podcast for the next article just to keep them uh, kind of separated and siloed off on the site. So if you are interested in this, you can go to the site, look at the show notes, and see the first two uh, influence character playgrounds that I did for this character. And then um, in the next episode, I'll give the remaining three. Thank you for listening to the Narrative First podcast. If you heard anything in here that sounds exciting or something that you'd like to apply to your own writing, feel free to drop me a line at narrativefirst.com slash contact and I'll see what I can do to help you out. Uh, there are a bunch of different things that we now offer. Uh, most recently, the thing I'm most excited about is the Narrative First Roadmap. Uh, with this, you just give me all the materials for your story, your character, whatever it is that you've been working on, but you just can't figure it out. And I will generate the story form and actually come up with an outline for you uh, in less than a week. Actually, it's, right now it's about a week just because of the backlog, but it, about a week. And the great thing about it is that you will have something that you can instantly start writing from right away. And secondarily, you'll actually learn more about Dramatica once you see how somebody who knows what it is they're doing, how they take what it is that you had and put it into a Dramatica story form. And then if you want to and you want to learn more, there's also the Dramatica Mentorship Program at narrativefirst.com slash Dramatica Mentor. Or if you have something that you're developing that you would like a hands-on, you know, one-on-one focused for the either novel or feature screenplay that you're working on, you can always go to narrativefirst.com guru. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.